0: I'm an optimistic person by nature. If you know me, you know that's kind of how, how I am. Um, and, um, but even, even optimism has its limits. For me, optimism hit that limit a little bit over a month ago when I lost my brother Chuck in a plane accident. Now, hang on, though. This isn't going to be a Debbie Downer message, you know, womp. It's in the SNL skit, you know. It, it's actually going to be just the opposite, Really. I still grieve, but as the Apostle Paul said, we don't grieve like those who have no hope. He said that in a letter to one of the churches that he started, that he planted in in the ancient Greek city of Thessalonica. Well, this year's Christmas series was inspired by that hope that we have, the hope that we see in a baby being born. By the way, I have a new grandson. His name is Graham Matthew Pickering. He was born on December 21st. That's number five. I've got, got my, two of my other grandsons over here with me this morning. So we see that in the birth of a baby. But how, what a more fitting way for God to show hope in the world than to send that hope to his son as a baby. That's why we celebrate Christmas. And this has been the theme of our December message series Joy to the World. Week one was Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Week two was Let Earth Receive Our King. Last week, Randy took us through week three Let Every Heart Prepare Him Room. And I want to close out this Joy to the World series with Let Heaven and Nature Sing. I want to share it to you why Heaven and Nature sings about Jesus. And, and I, can, I can best explain that in, uh, with a few verses from one of my favorite worship songs. Uh, It wasn't really called a worship song. Back in the day, it was called a hymn. It's called, He Keeps Me Singing, hymn number 425. Does anybody remember that song, He Keeps Me Singing? Not very many of you, okay? That's okay. You're gonna hear about it today. You know, there are songs that just, you know, kind of lock into your heart, and that's one of the ones for me. We don't sing many hymns here. I don't know if you noticed that part of the last song we sang was a cover of an old hymn. It's just part of that, because the reason we don't sing many hymns here is because 23 years ago when we launched this church, it was very clear to us that it was time to embrace the admonitions of the 33rd, 36th, 98th, 144th, and 149th Psalms of the Bible telling us to sing a new song to the Lord. And so we have been singing new songs to the Lord all along, new songs to the Lord, sing to the Lord all the earth. I guess that's where we get let heaven and nature sing, all the earth, okay? So we sing new songs of of worship that God... Folks, God has been inspiring these new songs by the thousands over the last 30 years, and we just have just been caught up in what God has been doing, so that's why we sing those songs. To be clear, I love the new songs. I love the songs we sang this morning. I don't know if you noticed, that was kind of a theme this morning of singing, singing our faith, and that's why we sing. But I still love the old ones, especially He keeps me singing, because it's forever locked in my heart. And in my memory, probably because I sang it hundreds of times growing up, and really up until the time we started this church here. I still sing it to myself sometimes, and I've sung it to my grandchildren. Uh, when I don't know if they remember, but when I've put, been putting them to sleep. You know, that's one of Papa's songs that I know all the words to, so I just sing that as I, as I rock them to sleep. So what I want to do is I want to kind of walk you through while, even when optimism runs out, while we still have hope, and I think the author of uh, He Keeps Me Singing, you might want to look that song up and see the story behind it, and uh, you might realize why it's such a special song. But um, here's the first verse, and this is kind of just sets it. There's, oh, old school hymn, look at that, what do you know? There's within my heart a melody, Jesus whispers sweet and low, fear not, I am with thee, peace be still, in all love's life's ebb and flow. I want you to know, folks, I have felt that peace over and over throughout my life, but especially the last few weeks as life has been a lot more ebb than flow. It's the peace Jesus promised shortly before he was crucified. When he looked at his disciples and they were, they were just fearful, they could tell something was not right. He said, peace I leave with you. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I want you to know, folks, I have seen up close the difference that peace makes in those of my family who trust in and follow Jesus Christ and those who don't. There's just an emptiness in them that just, they, they can't fill it with anything. That's because we were made to worship God. We were made to put our trust and hope in him. Here's another verse of that song. Though sometimes he leads through waters deep, trials fall across the way, though sometimes the path seems rough and steep, see see his footprints all the way. I've absolutely seen God's footprints along the way of this rough and steep path we've walked the last four weeks. You know, Jesus warned us we'd have troubles. And we've talked about that, especially when when we journeyed our way through the book of John, through following Jesus, the book of John. In chapter 16, Jesus said to his disciples, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He has. Folks, when you start to, to despair and you look at things going around, the wars that we see breaking out in the planet, uh, another contentious election probably coming up this next year, remember this God overcomes. There are problems that we have that there are no political or government solutions to, but there are solutions. God. God will overcome. He will overcome the the problems in your life. He may not overcome them the way that you are expecting him to, the way that you want him to, the way that you would plan it, but he does overcome. I have watched him do that in my life over and over and over again. And maybe that's why I tend to be somewhat of an optimist because God has just come through over and over. I've seen that. We felt God's overcoming presence as we've received so many texts, calls, notes, visits, food. Oh, food. Love the food and offers of help from fellow believers, not just here, but around the country. I felt it the morning after my brother passed away in that accident when the mayor of Gadsden, Alabama, near where um, his plane crashed, he called. He called just to encourage me. Never met this guy before. He he found out who I was and and called me and, and expressed his condolences. And then a few hours later, a pastor from Gadsden, Alabama, who I've never met, called again and said, hey, Mary just told me about what happened to your brother. I just wanted to call and pray with you. That's the church, folks. That is the church. We come together. Kathy and I, we continue to feel this presence with every hug and prayer that you guys continue to give us. And I've learned you can't hug people too much. You can't tell them you love them too much. Well, even more than, than all these things, I'll tell you when I feel God's presence the most and for some of you, this is the part of the service that you just kind of make it through because what you really, what really moves you is the music. Well, for me, music has always been the pathway for spiritual growth for me. When I really, 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 really feel God's presence is when I'm singing, when I'm singing about him and when I'm singing to him. I love this next verse in the song. He keeps me singing. Feasting on the riches of his grace, resting neath his sheltering wing, always looking on his smiling face, that is why I shout and sing. And the chorus goes, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. Thank you, all five of you who knew that song. (laughs) It really is a new day when you don't know some of those songs. And we sang forever, and I mean like forever. Um, Have you ever noticed, though, how music touches you so deep in your heart more than the written or spoken word? Some of you who are artists, art, different kinds of art, touch you on a deeper level than words and spoken words. You put the, the words and the music together, and it's just powerful. I think one of my favorite songs in the world is Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. And I I know that there are things that are not so wonderful about it, but God created a wonderful world for us to live in. And in spite of our sin, it remains a wonderful place to be. God speaks to our hearts sometimes in music. And that's why we sing when we're happy. That's why we sing when we're sad and we just need a lift. And I'll tell you folks, I can't help but sing. I just can't help it. I will break out in song sometimes. I'm just by myself because that's God stirring within me. Here's the final and most meaningful verse of the song. He keeps me singing. Soon he's coming back to welcome me far beyond the starry sky. I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown. I shall reign with him on high. This is why we don't grieve as the rest of mankind who have no hope. The reason we can sing is because Jesus is coming back. And when he does, he's going to recreate this place. He's going to recreate this, this world into a new heaven and a new earth. Jesus will return to this world. And that's one of the things we probably don't sing about enough is, is the hope that we have that this is not the end. The end is actually the beginning of real life with Jesus forever. And we're not going to sit around on clouds and play harps. We're going to have jobs. We're going to have things to do, places to go. It's going to be a new heaven, a new earth, the way God originally created. He's going to return this world to the perfection that existed in this world before centered into it, the perfection of the Garden of Eden. That's why Paul wrote this message to the church to remind them, the church that he formed in Thessalonica, who's concerned about some of the brothers and sisters in their fellowship who had passed away. He said, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep in him. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. There's music again, trumpet. The trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. That is why we shout and sing. Our ultimate hope, folks, is not in better circumstances here in this life. That's not our ultimate hope. Now, I'm a hopeful person. I always hope for more. I always hope for better. I always hope that. Someday the Aggies are going to win something besides a national championship in rodeo. I hope, but our hope is not in those ultimate circumstances. They really aren't. Our hope is not even in this life. Our hope as followers of Jesus Christ is that one day we will reign with him on high. One day he will come back and make all things new. One day there will be no more tears. There will only be joy in the presence of God and one another. Andrew and I talked about how to close this service out. We're going to close out with announcements, by the way, so don't take off as soon as we sing. But uh, we talked about how, how to close off this, out this service. And we agreed that we could go old school. This is one time, first time in 23 years. We could kind of go old school, and probably the last time, uh, and, and close it with this hymn. We could actually sing it. Now, if you don't know it, you're, it's a catchy tune. You'll probably pick up on it. And he asked if I would lead it like the way I did back in the day. And actually, for just a few years, when I first started out in ministry, uh, a church asked me to be their their student minister, but I had to be their music minister along with that. So I was ministering music and youth at the First Baptist Church of Hemp Hill, Texas, up in beautiful East Texas. And so uh, they called it minister of music then, instead of worship leader or music director. But anyway, and, and the way they led not like with a guitar sitting in front of you. They, they waved at everybody the whole time they were singing. Anybody remember that? Been to a church like that where they wave at you? So that's kind of how we're going we're gonna to end it. Uh, Randy who uh, Randy, Randy and I go way back. We both were student ministers a long time ago, and that's where we met uh, before he became a band director, West of the Brazos. And um, Randy's going to play it kind of old school. I don't know if you noticed that, but he put a little organ on that last song, too. And so he's, Randy is inspired, you know. <laughs> We're going to close out this year with this hymn, and then we're probably not going to go back to it like this again. But anyway, if you don't know it, if you don't know it, uh, I think you'll pick it up quickly, especially the chorus. We're just going to sing the first, third, and last verses. Because, because if you know, you know. Just saying. Why don't you stand as we sing? I'll introduce this song to you, okay? I don't, I don't promise to do this the whole time. But... A little faster, Randy. It goes like this. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee. Peace be still in all of life's ebb and flow. Here's the chorus Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing ¶¶ Keeps me singing as I go ¶¶ Feasting on the riches of His grace ¶¶ Resting neath His sheltering wing ¶¶ Always looking on His smiling face ¶¶ That is why I shout and sing ¶¶ Jesus, Jesus, Jesus ¶ sweetest name I know fills my every longing keeps me singing as I go last verse soon he's coming back to welcome me far beyond the starry sky I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown I shall reign with him on high Jesus Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. You did, you did real good. And I know all these folks going, woo, you're all over 55 or 60. I, I get that. And we're gonna get all these requests now. We need to sing more of those hymns. We just did, okay? So I hope it did you good for another 10 years or so. But I love that. Let me, let me pray. You guys have a seat. I wanna pray. And then uh, let me just tell you about what's coming up in the new year. God, thank you so much for music. Thank you for the songs that we sing week after week that just encourage us and remind us. Songs that so often come straight out of your word to us, the Bible. God, thank you for, for creating us with music in our hearts and help us to shout and sing and the good and the bad. And God, I pray that as we face this new year, Lord, we will look to it as a year that you are allowing us to live in, a year that you have ultimate control over and a year that we can trust you and a year that in spite of what happens, you will keep us singing. We thank you for that, God. We bring this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.